Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Where is the moment we needed the most? You kick up the leaves and the magic is lost. They tell me your blue skies fade to gray. They tell me your passion's gone away. And I don't need no carrying on. You stand in line just to hit a new low. Cause you had a bad day, you take it one down, you sing a sad song just to turn it around, you say you don't know, you tell me don't lie, you work at a smile and you go for a ride, you had a bad day, the camera don't lie, you're coming back down and you really don't mind, you had a bad day, you had a bad day. Vai a rua chamai 
Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. on this uh, Tuesday morning. <laughs> I think we finally have everything worked out technically, I think, after the first half hour of this Tuesday show. If not, then we're certainly getting there. Uh, J.M. in the A.M., good morning. We're in our Sphere format 5778. On this Tuesday, April the 17th, day two. In the month of ER, this is a very important week for us here at JM and the AM, for everybody really around the world, because this is the week that we pay careful attention to the state of Israel and our brothers and sisters in the state of Israel. Wednesday, tomorrow, Mayor Weingarten is going to be presiding over this program uh, with a three-hour Yom Zikaron Israel Memorial Day program that will be memorable, that I could tell you. It will be memorable. He is uh, putting together material for tomorrow that will be uh, 
that will be extremely inspiring. Sad, of course, in many ways, but it will be a uh, a very appropriate program for Yom Hazikaron. That happens uh, tomorrow. On Thursday, in honor of the 70th, we dedicate seven hours to our Yom Hatzmo'ut special, which means you can tune in early in the morning at 6 a.m. And um, you can be immersed in our Yom Hatzmo'ut Israel Independence Day special all the way until 1 p.m. We have preempted all of our programming. Mayor and I are going to continue into somewhere in the 10 o'clock hour. Our live lunch crew will be in to continue the celebration. And we are going to go until 1 o'clock Eastern time. So multiple opportunities out there in our community, thank God, to celebrate Yom Hatzmod and to uh, dedicate ourselves to Yom Hazikaron. Many opportunities. I don't know if any of them are as comprehensive and as uh, as inspiring as ours, frankly. So I would hope that everybody out there would dedicate Wednesday and Thursday morning to sail, to um, spend it with us here at JM in the AM. Any... Um, Yom Hazikaron, Yom Atzmaud programs that are going on in the community that you'd like to uh, inform us about, let us know. You can email nachum at nachumsegel.com. If you've sent us something and you, you fear that at this point we may not have seen it, which is possible, um, send it again, nachum at nachumsegel.com, and let us know uh, what you're doing for Yom Hazikaron and Yom Atzmaud so we can inform the community. You heard Leif Tahar with Good Morning. Vayivarech was blue fringe. The Maccabees had bad day. Ah, ah. That's from the uh, Amen CD from the Yeshiva Boys Choir. Bitachon Zadon Olam. Achashualti from the Meshore Room Choir. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. We say good morning. Uh, it's 6.35 in the morning, 25 minutes before 7 o'clock on this Tuesday. Today is day number 17 in the counting of the Omer. Today is day number 17. Two weeks and three days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. 42 degrees, 68% humidity. Winds are west at 11. Cloudy today with a high of 49. Wow, that's it? <laughs> Unbelievable. Partly cloudy tonight, low 38. And uh, tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high temperature of 58 degrees. Yushalayim is at 80. We're at 42 in New York as we say good morning on a Tuesday here. Sphere format Tuesday at JM in the AM. Again, tomorrow, Yom Azikaron. On Thursday, Yom Atzma'ut. Make sure to spend them with us. Coming up today, a lot of great special guests. Mayor Ferdig is going to be stopping by. We'll talk about Sharet Tzedek, one of our favorite places in Israel. David Mandel is stopping by. Ohel OXC is picking up like crazy. They have come up with an amazing concept to bring in funds and to give everyone an amazing day. And uh, that's going to be happening um, coming up in May, and we'll talk about that. And the OU, the OU has brilliantly again brought together some of the absolute top speakers for the big day at City Field coming up at the end of April. We'll talk about that as well. We have a special guest who's going to be joining us. So lots happening on this Tuesday morning. Sphere format. Stick with us all the way until 9 o'clock and beyond. 
as we continue here at JM in the AM. Sam, ne, ach, te, sam, ach, re, 
J.M. in the A.M. on a Tuesday, Sphera format with Yossi Rosenberg's Yom Shaney off of the Sphera album. Halila, that was Ari Goldwag, Leif Tahar had the good morning selection. J.M. in the A.M., good morning, day 17 in the counting of the Omer, day number 17. If you forgot to uh, count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Uh, cloudy out there with a high temperature of 49. Can you believe it's 80 degrees in Yerushalayim? Special hello to our uh, friends in Israel who are getting ready for tonight, Yom HaZikaron. Tonight is Memorial Day uh, in Israel. Thursday, Yom HaTzma'ut. Wednesday night, Thursday, Yom HaTzma'ut. And um, we have appropriate programming. Appropriate is not even a strong enough word to describe our programming. We have inspiring and a very fitting programming for the uh, Yom HaZikaron, Yom HaTzma'ut duo of days. Yom HaZikaron, tomorrow, Mayor Weingarten is uh, going to be taking care of our Yom HaZikaron Israel Memorial Day program. And um, on Thursday, 70 years will be commemorated by seven hours. A Yom HaTzmut special that's going to start at 6 a.m. and go all the way until 1 p.m. Eastern Time through our live lunch. We're preempting all of our programming. Uh, Mayor Weingarten will be with me for the bulk of the show. Our live lunch crew will be in starting at around 11 a.m. It is going to be a seven-hour. <laughs> hope I'm ready for this. A seven-hour Yom HaTzmut special. I would hope that everybody out there will utilize this as an opportunity to celebrate the incredible 70 years. Please, please utilize it. Please join us. It would be wonderful. By the way, a, uh, a happy birthday to Ezra Leitner from Mommy, Tati, and all of his siblings. Happy birthday, Ezra Leitner, from all of us here <clears throat> at uh, JM and the AM. I, I only noticed the comment from late yesterday, uh, early this morning, so I apologize I didn't get to it yesterday. But well, we certainly wish a happy birthday and uh, many happy returns, as the expression goes. Mayor Ferdy is going to be joining us, our friends at Shari Tzedek. We love checking in with them. 
Uh, he'll be here in the studio. David Mandel expected as well, plus a special guest to talk about the incredible City Field event that the OU has put together and is, uh, again, ready to hit a home run with. I know, I know it's a cliche because they're doing it at City Field, so, you know, the whole home run thing. Uh, but it really will be an incredible Sunday, and we'll give you all the details about it here at JM in the AM, so get ready for that. Uh, more coming up. It is a uh, JM in the AM Tuesday morning, day 17 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today.
JM and AM Tuesday. That comes from 613. Called Achenu. Cloudy skies, high 49. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Big week for us. Tonight starts Yom Zikaron. Mayor Weingarten hosts the Israel Memorial Day program tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Thursday, Yom Hatzmaut. We celebrate 70 together for seven straight hours from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time as we preempt our broadcasts on Thursday for the big celebration. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to JM. גלי צהל השעה שתיים, כאן ערן אליקים עם מה שקורה עכשיו. ישראל זוכרת, בהתקדש יום הזיכרון מדינת ישראל מתייחדת עם זכר 23,646 חללי מערכות ישראל. בשעה שמונה בערב תשמע ברחבי הארץ צפירה בדקה, לאחריה תחל עצרת הזיכרון הממלכתית ברחבת הכותל המערבי. ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו שב ותקף את איראן, בטקס לזכר החללים והנרצחים בשירות החוץ. הטרור חוצה גבולות, והיום זה הטרור האכזרי בחסות איראן, שהייתה גם אז, ובחסות דאעש. אין יבשת ואין ארץ שפתוחות בפני הטרור. מה שעלינו לעשות הוא לעמוד נגדן יחד. מקום המדינה נרצחו 3,134 ישראלים בפעולות טרור. 12 ישראלים נוספו למניין הנופלים בשנה החולפת. האחרון הוא עדיאל קולמן, שנרצח בעיר העתיקה בירושלים בחודש שעבר. אמו, יעל, סיפרה לגלי צה"ל על התחושות ביום הזיכרון הראשון עבורה כאם שכולה. יום הזיכרון מבחינתי הוא עדיין לא יום זיכרון, כי עדיאל איתנו עדיין, אנחנו עוד לא נפחדנו ממנו. זה יותר מדי טרי. עוד יומיים הבת שלנו ביום עצמאות בעזרת השם מתחתנת. הכאב מעורבב עם שמחה. אני מרגישה שאני לא שמה, כי זה יותר מדי טרי. פרסום ראשון בהוראת הרבנות הצבאית, קצינה בטקס בפיקוד המרכז, לא הורשתה לקרוא את מילות יזכור. הטקס המדובר נערך הבוקר, ואמש הודיעו לקצינה שלא תוכל לקרוא אותו, בטענה שנשים לא מורשות לקרוא טקסט זה. ישי, בן זוגה של הקצינה, אמר בתוכניתנו עושים צהריים, ההחלטה מעליבה. זה מקומם, פשוט שוביניזם קווים לדמותו. יזכור, זה בכלל לא טקסט דתי. למה לא נתנו לאישה לקרוא את זה על אחת כמה וכמה? לאישה שמשרתת כקצינה בצה"ל, שלא יכולה לקרוא אזכור על חיילים נופלים. תגובת צה"ל לפרסום של כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש, מדובר בהחלטה שנובעת מטעות. אין פקודה בצה"ל האוסרת על אישה לקרוא אזכור בטקס צבאי, הנושא יובהר ויחודד. השר לביטחון הפנים מגיב על הביקורת בעקבות ההחלטה לסגור 300 אלף תיקים פליליים לרגל יום העצמאות, ובהם גם מקרי עבירות מין. בשיחה עם יעל דן, אומר ארדן, נבחן את ההחלטה בהתאם לביקורת. אם יש משהו שצריך לשפר, אז נשפר. ברור שהכוונה היא לא אה, לבטל מהעולם דברים שעלולים אה, להיפתח, ואולי יש בהם ממש. ישב צוות אה, משפטנים, ולקח בחשבון גם את המאפיינים והאספקטים הציבוריים. לכן החרגנו למשל עבירות מין. לאחר שבג"ץ הורה לאפשר ל-90 פלסטינים להשתתף בטקס הזיכרון הישראלי-פלסטיני הערב בתל אביב, העורך דין יובל יועז ממגישי העתירה ברח ואמר, טוב עשה בג"ץ שכיבד את המשפחות השכולות. בית המשפט נתן פסק דין 
שמבטל את החלטת שר הביטחון, קובע שהיא בלתי סבירה באופן קיצוני. שר הביטחון נתן משקל מרבי לשיקול בדבר פגיעה במשפחות השכולות המתנגדות לטקס, אבל נתן משקל אפס לשיקול בדבר פגיעה ברגשות של המשפחות השכולות המשתתפות בטקס. תחזית מזג האוויר, היום יהיה חם ויבש מהרגיל, בעיקר בערים ובפנים הארץ. מחר יום הזיכרון תחול התחממות נוספת ויעשה שרבי ברוב האזורים. בחמישי, יום העצמאות, כבר נרגיש הקלה מסוימת, אך עדיין יהיה חם מהרגיל. אלה החדשות שעורך מירון ששון.
J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning on this 17th day in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank those who are commenting on the NSN app. That is always appreciated. Uh, the music that we've been listening to. Let's see what we got here. Uh, that was Asher Barra done by A.K.A. Pella. You heard Bita in there with Avina Malkenu. Um, coming up tomorrow, it's our Israel Memorial Day Yom Hazikaron program. Mayor Weingarten is going to be presiding between 6 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you're tuned in. Thursday, Israel 70 takes center stage in a 70 years and 7 hours or 7 hours for 70 years. Yomatz Mu'ut special from 6 a.m. until 1 p.m. Make sure to be tuned in, everybody. It's going to be a good one, I can tell you that much. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Mayor Weingarten, our live lunch crew. Should be a lot of fun. Ezra Leitner, happy birthday to you from Mommy, Tati, and all your siblings. That happened last Shabbos on Parsha Shemini. Happy birthday, Ezra Leitner. Listener Devora in Israel reminds us, to participate in the Likidoshim Project, Torah study on Yom in memory of the Chayalim. 
They've already reserved Torah study for the complete Tanakh and Mishnayot over three times. They're still looking to complete the Shas cycle. There are about 750 pages left. People can sign up at likidoshim.com. Likidoshim, L-E, Kidoshim, L-E, Kidoshim.com. The Seam will take place tomorrow in Yad Binyamin, 3.15 p.m. I assume that's Israel time, 3.15 p.m. All are welcome. All right, so that's part of Israel's Memorial Day, part of Yom HaZikaron. Likidoshim website has all the information. A reminder for those of us here in the New York area, the Mizrahi, Apollo Mizrahi on the Lower East Side of Manhattan 249 East Broadway begins Tfilat Arvit Beruach Chagigit at 8 p.m. tomorrow night, followed by Judah Engelmeyer on the topic of Israel at 70, the good and the beautiful. Uh, it's going to be uh, tomorrow night, the presentation at the Mizrahi, 249 East Broadway, in honor of the 70th anniversary of the State of Israel. Make sure to be part of it. Come and attend. And... Um, Get ready for an amazing and incredible 70-year celebration. In Livingston, New Jersey, Livingston celebrates Israel at 70. Um, Join a community-wide celebration this Thursday beginning at 4.30 p.m. at the Livingston Oval on Robert Harp Drive in Livingston, New Jersey. In case of bad weather, it'll be inside at Beth Shalom on East Mount Pleasant Avenue. It's a free festival. Pay Dalit will be in concert. There'll be a children's concert. There'll be Krav Maga. There'll be Israeli dancing. There'll be a flag-raising ceremony. There'll be a petting farm and activities fair. There'll be a graffiti art project led by Artists for Israel. There'll be kosher food for sale, and there'll be activities in the Livingston Library as well, including a performance by Israeli pianist Gon Halevi. It's all happening um, in Livingston, New Jersey, uh, you can go to uh, you could uh, yeah you can go to Facebook and Instagram at Livingston Celebrates Israel. Livingston Celebrates Israel for information. It's all happening this Thursday, beginning at four thirty p.m. in Livingston, New Jersey. Kudos to all the communities that are gathering for different projects and different um, for different projects and different events in honor of Israel seventy. I'm just looking. To see, I think I had one other, if I'm not mistaken, I think I had one other um, Israel 70 event that I wanted to share with everybody. Uh, I don't see it right now, and I'll look for that and pass it along to you. So all the communities that are doing Israel Memorial Day tributes, Israel uh, Yom Atzmut, Israel Independence Day celebrations, Kolakavod, again, tonight, Yom Azikaron with tomorrow, and Mayor Weingarten will be here. Tomorrow night and Thursday, Yom at 70. We are on the air for seven hours, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m., preempting everything else for live programming dedicated to the 70th anniversary of the State of Israel. 70, seven hours for 70 years, 6 a.m. until 1 p.m. on Thursday. Tuesday morning broadcast. You know what Tuesday means? It means our Yeshiva League sports update. Elliot Weiselberg, always busy. Putting together the latest news. It is, in fact, the absolute latest news on this Tuesday, April the 17th. Elliot Weiselberg and the Yeshiva League Sports Update now at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. 
with spring starting, or at least the calendar says so, we now turn the page from fall and winter sports to the leagues that dominate the remaining eight weeks of the 2017-2018 school year. Today on the Tuesday Morning Jam in the AM Sports Update, we'll get you caught up on all of the soccer, boys volleyball, girls hockey, and diamond sports action that we'll be keeping track of through June. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. The world of boys and girls soccer has kicked off with a flurry of action starting prior to the Pesach break. In boys varsity soccer, TABC and Ramaz lead the West and Central, both with records of 4-0. Out East, DRS also holds a 4-0 record, but it's North Shore at 7-0 who have jumped out above the rest. North Shore and DRS will fight to see who can maintain their undefeated record tomorrow night in North Shore. A North Shore win will lock up a perfect record and the Eastern Conference for the Stars. In JV, the league is a bit more wide open. No team is undefeated, with five teams all carrying one loss. Currently, DRS leads the East at 3-1, while Flatbush, SAR, and Frisch are all at 4-1, the former at the top of the Central, and the latter two tied for the lead in the West. Just to underscore the point... SAR and Frisch's losses have come from each other, while the other two mentioned have had their losses come at the hands of Kushner and Hafter, respectively, both teams with records below 500. In girls' varsity, North Shore leads the East at 5-0, with Central lurking in the background at 3-1. The two will meet up in what may very well be a battle for the division once the calendar turns to May. Out West, two teams maintain undefeated records, Mayanot at 7-0 and Kushner at 5-0. Their battle for supremacy will take place this Sunday in Mayanot. In JV, SAR has wrapped up the East with a 6-0 record, with North Shore Central and Flatbush left in the distance. Out West, the race is much closer, with Frisch leading at 3-0, only one win more than second place Mayanot, whom they will square off with Thursday night in Frisch. In boys' volleyball, Hafter has jumped out to a 5-0 record. The Hawks have spiked the top competition over the first few weeks of the season, taking out DRS, North Shore, and SAR, three of the four finalists from last year. The only remaining team of that group of four, defending champion Frisch, will be the Hawks' final opponent of the season once the calendar turns to May. The Cougars have not begun their title defense on the highest of notes, dropping two of their first three games, both in five sets, to North Shore and Flatbush. In girls hockey, Mayanote and North Shore lead the West and East respectively. However, neither hold perfect records, and both are looking over their shoulder at teams who do. In the East, SAR is 2-0 and has yet to seed a goal. In the West, both Heschel and Kushner have yet to lose a game, with one of Heschel's two wins coming over Mayanote. Coverage of boys and girls varsity and boys JV softball and boys baseball will begin next week if the weather ever decides to get in sync with the calendar. Finally, dropping back to winter for just a moment, this coming Sunday will be the 2018 Esther Semmelman Memorial Hockey All-Star Day at TABC. The day kicks off at 10.30 with the best of the New York and New Jersey Junior High Leagues facing off and continues with the JV contest at 1 p.m. and the varsity tilt at 3.30. All proceeds from the day will benefit iShine, a chapter of High Lifeline. And that was your Tuesday morning JM the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg.
JM in the AM. Bene, done by 613 here on a JM in the AM uh, Tuesday. Sphere Format Tuesday, day 17 in the counting of the Omer. Thanks to uh, all of you for tuning in and being part of our very, very big week. Uh, Israel Memorial Day is tomorrow, and Mayor Weingarten will make sure that uh, all of us feel that it's Israel Memorial Day, a very important day on the calendar. Uh, Independence Day, Israel 70, is coming up Thursday, and we are all anticipating an amazing celebration here at JM and the AM between 6 a.m. and 1 p.m. on Thursday. Seven hours for 70 years. Mayor will be here, of course, and we'll have a full-blown celebration this coming Thursday. Please, please join us. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing with our series on Sphira. It says in Vayikra, Hashem says, You shall observe my decrees and laws, which man shall carry out, and by which he shall live. I am Hashem. Rashi points out that the Pasuk is referring to life in Olam Haba, the world to come. The conclusion of the Pasuk signifies Hashem's promise to give each individual his just reward. The Talmud tells us in Kedushan that there is no reward for mitzvahs and good deeds in this world. Schar mitzvah The payment for mitzvahs performed in this world is conferred in Olam Haba, as Rashi notes. However, the Talmud in Erevin expounds on the posuk that we have in Devarim, and he repays his enemies in his lifetime to make him perish. Hashem does reward His enemies for the mitzvahs and good deeds that they might have done in the world in order that they don't merit Olam Haba. The Chavetz Chaim comments that often when the Pasuk says, I am Hashem, Rashi invokes Hashem's fidelity to reward the individual in Olam Haba. He explains that it is Hashem's unique promise to us, comparable to a document of indebtedness, that will be executed personally by Hashem Himself. The Medrash Rabban Megillus Rus cites a similar concept. It says that in the past, a person would do a mitzvah and the Navi would record it for posterity. Now, Elioa Navi and Mashiach record the good deed. Then Hashem signs the confirmation. Obviously, when the king signs the proclamation to reward someone for his actions on behalf of the king, it would be impossible for the treasury of a small town to compensate him adequately. They simply don't have sufficient funds. The individual will have to travel to the capital city. He'll have to seek compensation from the king's royal treasure house. Similarly, the reward for one who fulfills the mitzvahs of Hashem is so great that it's impossible to pay him satisfactorily in this world. Even more, it's explained that a person's reward for doing a mitzvah is commensurate with the degree of honor and integrity that infuses its performance. The Russia, who may be compelled to do the mitzvah because of pressure or personal benefit, he's not motivated by reverence for Hashem, and therefore he can receive his reward in this world, for it's not incalculable. However, those who follow in Hashem's ways and do the mitzvahs with sincerity and good intentions, their reward is inestimable. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik.
Have a nice day. JM and AM Tuesday, Sphere of Format, Day 17, in the counting of the Omer. Mayor Fertig is in studio. A pleasure to welcome him. He is, of course, the Chief Communications Officer at the American Committee for Sharitetic Medical Center in Jerusalem. Mayor Fertig, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you very much. Good morning. How are you? Baruch Hashem. I think the last time you were in this studio, if I recall correctly... You frightened me. Yes, we were yeah. we were planning on uh, on what would happen in Israel <laughs> during the recording of the Kosher Halftime Show. At that time, I brought up something that uh, we call a paint fight. You re- might remember. I sure do. And now tens of thousands, quite obviously, just based on the numbers online, have seen what we were talking about, uh, a paint fight that went on at the hospital. Likely, likely the only hospital on planet Earth that would allow Mayor Kay and some of the uh, patients and kids in the community to come in and have some fun with paint. Wouldn't you agree? I think you're probably correct. Yeah, there's probably and, no other hospital. And it was amazing. It's certainly certainly one of the most fantastic uh, one of the most fantastic video productions I've ever witnessed, been a part of, and that paint fight production just no words. And I think one of the reasons <laughs> you say it's one of the best productions is because of the circumstances. We were in a working hospital. Yeah, it was great. And not everybody was thrilled with the noise level of the concert that was going on. If anybody who sees the video, and right. now I hope more and more people will go check it That's out, right. just search Kosher Halftime Show 2018. Anybody who sees the video will see that it's really four different music videos right. in one. So in one, you can imagine, because it was a musical performance, some of the doctors weren't that thrilled. The paint fight, obviously, some people weren't thrilled, well, there was- especially with the emergency room would not allow <laughs> Mayor Kay to go into shower off. All the paint that was on him, which was interesting. So the the, the person who was taken aback by the um, by the paint fight right. before, as it was gearing up right. is actually somebody I already knew from the hospital. She's a nurse, right. and she was cool with it in the end. Nice. And she's actually somebody who I'm in touch with on Facebook, and we interact all the time. So that, she was cool with it, and I, I know she saw the finished product. And uh, it was the pediatric emergency room right next right. to where we were. And, um, yeah, they, they didn't love the idea of Mayor coming in to, uh, to hose himself off. L- luckily, there was a utility closet down right. down the hall, and he uh, he went in there. That was And lucky we figured out a way to get him to the Inbal Hotel, yeah, I where still, the cleanup process continues. I still can't believe the Inbal actually... I can't even believe a cab <laughs> let him sit into the, get into the no, car. No, they wouldn't. That's why we drove him. Oh, you drove yeah, him? we had oh, no I choice. See. So you, what, you like wrapped him in vinyl yeah, and put him on we, the roof? We wrapped him in blankets. Unreal. Not on the roof, in the back seat. Oh, but 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 you couldn't get him into a cab. I think that would. Right. Have, I don't think any cab you would have. Uh, so I was taken. I was sure that he was going to get turned away at the lobby of the Inbal. Right. Yeah, and he wasn't. In yeah. fact, in fact, he made a joke, which I don't think we have on video, yeah. where he tried to embrace the security guard <laughs> at the Inbal outside, who who let him in, but would not go for the embrace in the condition that he was in. No hugs. Anyway, it was very cool, and um, and and we. It was funny because we were called in for a. I guess what we would call a big thank you from the upper staff of, right. of the hospital, and that was before the video was released. Right. And I said to uh, Professor Dr. Halevi, I said, you might want to wait until, until the video is released video. before you actually thank us. So you see what went on here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the the, the Hashkacha Pratis part of this was how you alluded to the uh, the live concert portion right. of, the, of, the, uh, of the production, and there were some doctors who were not, happy about what was going they on they felt the noise level was inappropriate they, they for thought a it was a little high and uh, you know there is uh there is a day a day hospital unit right. right adjacent to where we were and finally 
some people with some serious juice there ran out of patience. Wow. And they called to Professor Halevi's office and they said, you need to shut this down now. And Uri Schwartz, who had been, was wonderful, great was liaison, running right? interference for right. us the whole time, right. um, finally was coming down to tell me, we have to be done. Oh, boy. And just then, we had just finished the last <laughs> shot of that scene. And oh, and not only did we finish the last shot of that scene, but you did the wrap up in one take. Correct, which was a miracle. One take. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, I'll tell you, God is the ultimate producer. It was huh? Unbelievable. Mayor Ferdig's here, Chief Communications Officer, American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. And I remind you that the Women's Division Luncheon is coming up on May 1st. It happens Tuesday, May 1st at the Pierre Hotel in New York City on the Upper. East side, Professor Alan Dershowitz, who certainly has been a newsmaker for a variety of reasons recently, is the keynote speaker for the event. Yep. Reservations at ACSZ. That's American Committee for Shari Tzedek. ACS, that's your water, by the way. Oh, ACSZ.org slash WD Luncheon. That's ACSZ.org slash WD Luncheon for Women's Division Luncheon. Uh, check it out. It's uh, Alan Dershowitz. It's the Pierre Hotel. It's Tuesday, May the 1st. In New York City, and um, uh, everyone get ready for a great event. And uh, what more can we say other than encouraging the people out there to make reservations? Absolutely. And as you said, Professor Dershowitz has been right. in the news all over the place lately. He's been on probably every channel, and his uh, his views have been sought, right. um, as they have been sought by the White House. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only other thing I would add about the, about the luncheon, which should be very nice, uh, if a little bit more commonplace than Professor Dershowitz coming to speak, is that there will also be some remarks by uh, family members of people who, whose lives have been saved at the hospital in the last couple of years. Wow. In the last year or so, actually, year and a half, uh, Americans, um, and I'm not sure about all the cases, but at least one or two of them, uh, people whose uh, main home is in the United States and who were in Israel when they encountered a medical emergency. So uh, those, those should be nice as well. All right, so that's happening, and we should and we should uh, emphasize. I think, unless I'm wrong, mm -hmm. men and women are invited. Oh, right? of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. women's division. Want to make yeah. sure that people don't think it's an exclusively yeah. ladies' event. Everyone's Correct. invited. Yeah, everybody's to come and invited. Enjoy. Absolutely. Women's division luncheon Tuesday, May first, for the American Committee for Shared Static Medical Center in Jerusalem. Again, it's Professor Alan Dershowitz keynoting. Reservations acsz.org slash wd luncheon. Uh, also. You made me aware of the fact, and I'll read from the Jerusalem Post if you don't mind, a new medical procedure using nano eye drops could, have, could help millions by providing a simple alternative to laser correction, glasses, and contact lenses, according to a recent study by Israeli researchers. The three-step method is designed to address short-sightedness, long-sightedness, I guess that's what they call far and near-sightedness yeah. mm -hmm. in Israel, and cornea defection, some of the most common eye conditions, say scientists who carried out these trials at bar Ilan University. Now, how is this related to Shari Tzedek? Well, the, uh, the person who is behind this is Dr. David uh, Smadia, and he is uh, part of this team of researchers who are also affiliated with bar Ilan, and he right. works at Shari Tzedek. He's right. the head of the refractive surgery department, and uh, this, is, uh, this is testing that's being done this is developing that's being done at Shari Tzedek. Do, uh, does the industry, the ophthalmological industry, do they know that <laughs> they may be facing the end 
to laser surgery, <laughs> to corrective lenses, to the stuff that we wear in order to see better. So I could only say that uh, this has gotten so much publicity in the last couple of weeks that if they missed it, they really need to step up their social media game. So they do know about they, it at they, this point. Yeah, absolutely. Although, look, this is this is not happening tomorrow night. This right. is uh, this is going to take a, a couple of years. Stamp testing is supposed to start early in 2019. Um, obviously, this is something that's going to be uh, developed very carefully. Look, you know, I could tell you it mentions uh, that it, this could be uh, you know the next generation or the next step past laser surgery. I remember when laser surgery, laser eye correction was first coming out. Mm-hmm. I was a producer at WCBS, and an anchor I worked with then uh, was a pilot. It is a pilot right. in his spare time. And we um, interviewed, I can't remember his name right now, but the guy, he's a local in New Jersey, local uh, eye specialist who was like the guy in the United States who was developing this and who was involved in testing, and he was the first guy to get behind it. And we had him on the air, and it was fascinating. But... Um, this this person who interviewed him, who obviously used his eyes for even more than what the rest of us do, you know, he was a pilot. Sure. He said, yeah, let me know when they do a million of them, and then I'll do it. Well, guess what? A couple of years back, he posted, <laughs> he posted that he just had it done. And I remembered that conversation from a long time ago, and I said, wow, I guess they must have done a million of them because he did it. So the point is it's going to take – it'll take some time, I'm sure, before some people have um, confidence – You know, before the physicians behind it have right. confidence to put it out there. It'll have to get FDA approval. Right. It'll have to – you know, that, the only all thing that sort I'll of say stuff. The is that in this case – you know, it's eye drops. It's not nearly as serious a procedure, so Correct. to speak, as uh, as Correct. a surgical procedure. I, so I, we're all very, hopefully, very careful with our eyes. Yeah. Look, this is amazing. This is going to change the world. If this is what, if this is what they hope it is, it's it's going to change the world. Um, will it wipe out the eyeglass industry in our lifetime? I don't know, Who knows, but it's right? certainly interesting. Doctor David Smaja gets the shout out. He is the uh, director of refractive of the refractive surgery department at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Also, uh, we've been, um, it came to our attention that Shari Tzedek is working to help Holocaust survivors by alerting them to rights and benefits to which they are entitled and how to take advantage of them. Now, I would think that Holocaust survivors, especially because of their age, quite obviously, mm-hmm. are entitled to, I would guess, the highest level of medical benefits in Israel. Wouldn't they know about it at this point? You would think. Right. You would think that. But at the same time, we've heard so much about poverty among Holocaust right. survivors, not only in Eastern Europe, but even in Israel. Right. We've heard a lot about that, unfortunately, and it's heartbreaking. There are certain benefits that are available to Holocaust survivors in, in the realm of health care. Free medications, uh, nursing care at home, things like that after hospitalizations. And apparently a lot of people don't know about it. So there's a government organization in Israel um, called um, Yechidat Segula, something like that. And they came to Shari Tzedek really first. Shari Tzedek was one of the first uh, places to start working with them on this. This is actually something that's been gearing up for a couple of years, but uh, it came to our attention before Yom Yom HaShoah the other day. And what they're doing at Shari Tzedek is every time somebody who may fit into that age category is registered, um, their, their, uh, their information is sent to volunteers who were based in the hospital mm. who then follow up with these people in person, find out if they're a survivor, and if they are, make sure that they know about these benefits. Now, you pointed out, it's, you'd, you'd think that right. people Especially would know about this their age, stuff. Right. 
there are five to ten survivors every day who they find who are eligible and not taking, and advantage, not of taking advantage of these benefits. And you know what That's else? That's amazing. What else we have to keep in mind, many of these survivors do not have children or grandchildren, and right. if they do, they may not be in the same right. area or right. taking care of the of their elderly relative on a regular basis, and they themselves may not be aware of it. Right. The next generation doesn't necessarily have to be aware it's, of this. It's really heartbreaking to think about, but uh, luckily they are um, they are doing something about it, and Chariot Sedek is very involved in this, and uh, they, they've they've provided, essentially provided, this assistance that so many people didn't know about. There was one volunteer who, who talked about it. He, he told uh, our, one, of our, one of my colleagues at the hospital, um, Dahlia, who, uh, he said uh, that moment when you're sitting and talking with a patient and they realize they can have extra assistance is incredible. That it's wonderful to see how relieved they are and how these benefits can really help them because there are so many people living in you know, really reduced circumstances. You know, it's interesting. You sit there, and, and we had the chance to obviously just roam the halls for a couple of days uh, right. in uh, at the end of January because of the kosher halftime show. Mm-hmm. And you see how many people are in difficult situations. You know, pe- people yeah. always say it's a good idea to visit a hospital once in a while. Yeah. People are in really difficult situations, and as you just pointed out, not always just medical, but but financial as well. And this is right. a golden opportunity to help those Correct. who obviously gave everything to uh, you. Yeah, and and people who are in firsthand contact with people providing care also, you know, see this stuff. You know, right. you, you'll meet people who are afraid to seek medical care because they're afraid of what the bill is going to be, and they don't know how they're going to pay it. I mean, I we I know I years ago from my you know. Contact with Hatsawa back in Elizabeth. I mean, we we saw that. I mean, obviously Hatsawa is free, but people who wouldn't want to go to the hospital, they were afraid about their insurance status, things like that. I mean, this and it's obviously all the more so in Israel. Unbelievable. All right, there you have it. Some of the things going on at Charit Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Um, they have recovered from our visit back in January. Thank God. If you have not seen <laughs> the kosher halftime show, and on the assumption, of course. That you will uh, watch a music video privately during Sphere Asa Omer. You can go to right. Kosher Halftime Show. It's not live. 28, correct. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go tell this audience that. Uh, Kosher Halftime Show 2018. Kosher Halftime Show 2018. And you'll see all the things that we've been referring to in all these conversations that we've had on the air, both with my staff and, of course, uh, with Mayor, who's not only on our staff, but is, of course, with the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. And a lot of these uh, inside jokes and references that we've been making over these last couple of months will become more and more evident to you. Uh, Plus, uh, don't forget May the 1st. Uh, We'd like everyone out there to remember that Professor Alan Dershowitz is the keynote speaker at the Women's Division Luncheon for the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. It's happening at the Pierre, beautiful hotel in New York City on the Upper East Side on the 1st of May. It's the Women's Division Luncheon. All are invited, as I pointed out. Both men and women, ironically enough, are invited to the Women's Division Luncheon. (laughs) And for information about that and to make reservations, go to acsz.org for American Committee for Shari Shari Tzedek, acsz.org slash WD Luncheon. That's Women's Division Luncheon, acsz.org slash WD luncheon. Mayor Ferdig, anything else you'd like to add, sir? Uh, just that we uh, continue to enjoy and value our partnership with Thank the Nahum Siegel much. Network. It's something that we are uh, very proud it's of. It's the most fun part and of your job. It, it might be, actually. No, I, I, I have the truth is, there's a lot of fun parts of my job, but uh, it, it's something that we value a lot, and we're glad to glad that we have that, so thank you. 
appreciate that very much. We're already <laughs> already starting to think what other yeah. great, crazy projects we can involve you in. I, I don't know how we top. I mean, I'm I sure know. you're going to come up with something. I don't know. I don't know how you top it's, the it's a uh, that last year's halftime show. It is a challenge. We'll see what yeah, How many do you have? A like a, how many tens of thousands of people have seen that already? It's it's got to be approaching a hundred thousand. Well, it is approaching a hundred thousand. It was, it would take uh, as we learned from my yeah. brilliant staff, and I say that. Uh, you know, seriously, I'm yeah. not. Uh, I'm not. Um, You're not being sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm just trying to search for this as you ask or as I talk. Um, the <clears throat> the primary way in 2018 that people watch these videos is on Facebook, right? As opposed to some of the methods that we've uh, used in the past. Right. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, but yeah, he did well with us, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And according to this, <laughs> just the Facebook. Um, video. Yeah, and there are other ways. And there are other yeah. methods, YouTube obviously being one of them. I think YouTube's over 10,000. Anyway, Facebook's yeah. up to 42,000. Wow. So Facebook's at 42, and with all the other methods, mm-hmm. I think we are already, over, well, we're for sure over 50. Right. It's been embedded in different places. Correct. Also. And I would love, I would love to get it uh, to 100,000. That's why I keep encouraging people if they haven't seen it or if they feel their children haven't watched it enough, right. go back and keep watching it because it's very entertaining. So, it's so funny. And it has a long shelf life. We've always joked, only half-jokingly in this in this studio, right. that the Kosher Halftime Show normally has a shelf life of about 18 hours. Right. No, but this doesn't. <laughs> this this does absolutely not. does not. This is one that people will be watching all through the year. So yeah. enjoy it and, uh, and keep spreading it around and feel free to share it. Uh, with everybody that you will share things with. Um, thank you, Mayor Ferdy. Thank you, Nachum Siegel. Mayor is the Chief Communications Officer of the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Always great when he visits and always great to get an update from our friends at Shari Tzedek. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Leif Tahar with Dida Bay. Sphere Format Tuesday, Day 17, the counting of the Omer at America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Well, Atara Siegel is with us live via telephone all the way from Los Angeles. I thank her for being up this morning. Um, she's one of the speakers at Torah, New York. She'll be speaking about a very timely topic. And I remind you that the Orthodox Union is doing a remarkable job. No joke. Nothing short of remarkable, just like they did last time, but you know, to an even further degree in putting together Torah, New York indoors at city field on Sunday, April the 29th. If you go to the website, ou.org slash Torah NY, you will see, <laughs> An unbelievably impressive lineup of speakers who will be um, speaking that day at City Field. Uh, there'll be uh, there's a full schedule online. You can check it out, and it really is a remarkable day in New York. Atara Siegel, no relation as far as we know. Welcome back, to, or I should say, welcome to JM in the AM. I've actually uh, been on the show as part of Hask. There you so go. It's actually, welcome back. So we do give you a welcome back, and thanks so much Thank for joining you. us. Um, so uh, what have you out in LA heard about the Orthodox Union's Torah New York? Well, I will tell you that last year when my mom went to it, uh, she came back and she said, you have to fly out next year to go to this program. It was amazing. She could really could not stop talking about it. She thought she'd go for maybe three of the sessions and she stayed the whole day. And little I did know, little did I know that I actually would be coming out, um, but I'm really excited to speak. What topic have they assigned to you on uh, April the 29th? Um, so I will be talking, I think my title is Me Too, um, Finding Space in uh, Today's World, something like that. Oh, I, I, um, in, in fact, my I, topic is really going to be uh, an insight, some Torah learning that I've, that I've been doing um, about addressing some of these crazy issues that are going on today and uh, alerting perspective to, to dealing with some of those things. And not to reveal too much of the shear, too much of the lecture, because we want everyone to, uh, to come and make your lecture a part of their day. Um, what could you tell us about what you just referred to as crazy things going on today? Um, I think I teach high school. Um, I teach actually co-ed high school boys and girls, and I, I got to tell you that our students, boys and girls, they really are. They they look at the news. They read what's going on in the news, and they feel they feel unsure about how they should be conducting themselves. Mm. Um, and I think that the best place to look is Torah, and I think Torah has what to tell us about how people really need to make appropriate decisions and how people can um, just be respectful and how to, it sounds crazy that we feel like it's something that we should know, but in order for, for our young women to feel secure in the world today, I think that there are lessons that we have to actually teach them, have to learn about how to be successful and secure in today's world. And outside of Torah for a moment, because obviously we know what you mean when, when we talk about values guided by Torah, but outside of Torah for a moment, when, when someone just observes what's happening today and how the media reports and discusses what's going on today, just that in itself can give teenagers and others mixed messages, correct? 100%. 100%. Um, it's just, uh, and, and the truth is, 
everybody today, all the more so people under the age of, like, 20, right. um, they get so much of the information from media. And when you think that that's your primary influence, uh, it's not a good thing. We have so many more important influences, and I think it's really, it's really crucial that we look at those influences and use those influences and use our sources and our values uh, to really mold ourselves. And I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm speaking about adults also. Like, I've also had tough moments, and I've had crises, and I've really been reading the news and thinking, um, how did we get to a place where people could, teach you, could treat each other with such disrespect? And I think that for adults also, we have to think about recalibration, and I think that uh, the Torah world could be a really big part of that. Atara Siegel is with us live via telephone. She is among the speakers, a very impressive list of speakers for April the 29th at City Field, indoors at City Field, when the OU takes over City Field and has this incredible day of Torah study. Last year's, as she indicated, was remarkable, and this year looks like it's going to be even more Remarkable. The day will start with Dafyomi at 10.15. The first concurrent shiurim will begin. They will be in the areas of Hashkafa, Halacha, Tanakh, and Israel. And those themes will continue throughout the day. Plus, of course, there will be plenary sessions on very important topics uh, for everybody to uh, bring to the attention of the entire community. And the program will conclude at 6 p.m. Atara Siegel, let me use you for a moment to explain to this audience why this is such a significant event. What were your thoughts when you saw the roster of speakers that have been assigned to the April 29th gathering at City Field. Well, if it's okay, I'm going to start a little earlier. Over Chalamay Pesach, we actually were lucky enough to make it through a rainout, and we, we watched the game at City Field. Syndergaard started, um, <laughs> didn't quite finish, but that's one. And we were just looking around and saying, you know, it's amazing we're here for this great game, and in a, in a month or two it's going to be a place of such tour. And I think that in itself is an amazing concept. Um, and then just looking at the list of speakers, there's a great diversity. Um, we have, you know, Rashi Yeshiva coming. Um, we have, by the way, speaking opposite me, I'm going to give a plug to another speaker. I was in Israel last year for a Shnat Shabbaton, and there's a woman named Sivan Rahav Meir who is oh, an exceptional story, and she's incredible. coming and she's speaking. Yeah. Um, it's really diverse, uh, lots of different perspectives, also different people coming from different backgrounds, different tracks, um, and I'm, I'm really psyched. I'm really excited. The rumor is she's going to be joining us Thursday for our Yamatsmoot special. So if ah, that, if, yeah, if that worked. Lucky. It's a, oh, yeah, she has to, a great following in Israel. It's to amazing. say the least, we spent Yom Yerushalayim with her last year. It was just incredible. All right, the OU invites everybody to register now for what's going to be a remarkable day. Uh, OU.org slash Torah NY. OU.org slash Torah NY. It's happening at City Field. Uh, it starts at uh, 8.45 in the morning with Dafyomi and continues all the way until 6 p.m. with an amazing array of shiurim and lectures plus plenary sessions of great interest to the broader Jewish community. Atara Siegel, who is with us live via telephone, is going to be addressing what might be the most in-the-news topic of the last half a year. The title is Finding Our Places and Spaces in the Me Too Era. Very topical, everything in the news about Me Too uh, that you've heard about. Uh, Atara Siegel will add her perspective and a Torah perspective on the 29th of April. Information to register again, OU.org slash Torah NY, OU.org slash Torah NY. Atara Siegel, best regards to everybody out there in Los Angeles. And thank, thank you, you so, so much. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And we'll see you on the 29th, Bezrat Hashem. Excellent. Take care. Atara Siegel, one of the speakers, one of the lecturers, 29th of April. City Field, New York City. 17th day in the counting of the Omer. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
טוב, מה טוב ומה נעים, שבשחים גם יחד. הנה מה טוב, מה טוב ומה נעים, שבשחים גם יחד. הנה מה טוב, מה טוב ומה נעים, שבשחים גם יחד. הנה מה טוב, מה טוב ומה נעים, שבשחים גם יחד.
J.M. in the A.M. That's our Sphera format um, music from, well, I don't know how I should say the word music when it comes to the Sphera format. Sphera, music, uh, Sphera format selection from A.K.A. Pella here at J.M. in the A.M. You heard both uh, Hine and Gamkielach. Um, the uh, chief executive officer of uh, OHEL is uh, in our studio, OHEL Children's Home and Family Services, and that is the uh, one and only David Mandel, who is here for a uh, a very important update from OHEL. David, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you very much. And Mazel Tov on your son's bar mitzvah. Appreciate that. The last one, David, what can I tell you? The last bar mitzvah. Uh, Baruch Hashem, that means that you've got uh, weddings coming up, Mez Hashem, God willing. Bezrat Hashem is right. Well, Ohel is in the midst of one of the most amazing seasons in their history. How could they be when they've had so many amazing seasons up until this point? Trust me, everybody. I was there at the brand new uh, Ohel Jaffa family campus a couple of months ago. I'm sure it looks even much more different, modernized and up to date now. I can only imagine. 
Uh, OHEL has uh, big news regarding the OHEL Jaffa family campus in Flatbush, Brooklyn, and David Mandel is here to discuss that. And then, um, and then we're going to be joined by another special guest to discuss an amazing event going on in the month of May. David, give us an update when it comes to the Jaffa family campus. Nachum, it's uh, very, very exciting to say that uh, OHEL coming into its 49th year, coming into our 50th year, God willing, is opening up the OHEL Jaffa Family Campus at 1268 East 14th Street, the old NBC Studio Building, right across the street from the old Shalamis Building. Right. Neither NBC is there nor Shalamis is there. Both have moved. But OHEL will be there. OHEL, OHEL is there, God willing. Oh, we've said for such a long time, OHEL will be there. It's so nice to say OHEL is there. We are moving in, God willing, beginning this week. Uh, foster care program, preventive care. Uh, and over the next three weeks... Um, many OHEL programs, staff, several hundred staff, OHEL programs, rehabilitation program, our Tikva Outpatient Counseling Center, the Marvin Cayley Center is moving in there. Derek Saker has planned so many beautiful ways to uh, give this information over to the community. Bus shelters on Avenue M, Coney Island Avenue and Avenue J, wow. many other ways. This is really very exciting. And Kolakavot to the OHEL Board of Directors led by Mike Shalman and Mel Zachter, the co-presidents. Special thank you to Jack Jaffa, the Jaffa Family Campus. Um, Ari Youngweiss, the co-chair with Jack Jaffa of the Capital Campaign. And so, so many benefactors, um, the, the Langer family, the Reeder family, the Kesterbaum family, the Kleinman family, just so many families that we can thank and continue to thank uh, the Hertzka family, Thank you very much. We look forward to a great open house and to many, many years of service. As Atzala says, no one should need us. Right. And anyone that does, we are here for the community. In order to move in, I assume OHEL would need a certificate of occupancy. I would assume that that has been taken care of. The certificate of occupancy has been taken care of. Uh, we have that very important document that so many people wait for such a long time. <laughs> So, yes, we are we are ready to go. And literally, as you just said, which is amazing news, this move is starting this week uh, as we speak and that people are moving in and offices are being established in the building. And uh, it's all going to be under one roof, whatever you've uh, done over the last few months and years, frankly, in terms of uh, spreading out programs and services as much as you can get in the brand new campus that you're going to try your best to get it all under one roof. Sure. We, um, the, the... Many OHEL programs and services will be there. The Outpatient Counseling Center that's currently on Nostrand Avenue and Kings Highway, our rehabilitation programs, uh, various um, staff and so many different programs. OHEL will be opening up uh, new medical services. We're going to be providing for the first time medical services to the general community. Nachum Weingarten, a very prominent PA in Flatbush is our medical director. We're going to be opening those services soon. We will continue to have our housing, of course, in 100 different locations. Right, obviously. Homes and apartments throughout New York City including and Nassau County. Including the Lower County, East Side of Manhattan. Including the Lower East Side of Manhattan, East Broadway, one of your neighbors. Yep. Our program for men and women with psychiatric disabilities right. will continue to be <clears> at <throat> Fort Hamilton Parkway and 62nd Street. It's called PROS, Kadima, P-O-O-S. 
Um, we continue to have our programs um, in Farakaway Dehabilitation Outpatient Counseling Center, but the hub will be off Avenue M and East 14th Street in Brooklyn. Is it possible for the medical services to begin by this summer, or that's uh... God willing? That is um, oh, that wow. is the plan. Everything is opening in the next three weeks, wow. except for the medical services. The um, uh, Ganga Family Medical Services will be open, God willing, before the summer. You would estimate that uh, the first time someone thought of that area for a campus was how long ago? How long did this whole process take, in your estimation? Uh, the OHEL Board of Directors uh, have been speaking about it for about eight years. Wow. You know, not, nothing happens um, <laughs> quickly, like Cam Cayley. Cam yeah. Cayley was a conversation for a couple of years, and here we are now going into... Our fifth year with um, Ellie Brazil. I call it the pre and post Ellie Brazil um, era. Oh, he stepped up the whole thing for you. Um, right, say Ellie the least. Is, he's just a remarkable cam director. Baruch Hashem, uh, we had a four-hour meeting last night. Uh, Ellie has four-hour meetings to, uh, to plan every couple of weeks. And we've got 800 um, kids, 400 boys, 400 girls coming up to Cam Kelly this summer. So... Um, it's uh, just um, just remarkable. And so. if you want a job at Camp Cayley, don't call me. Call David. <laughs> Enough already with all these calls. David David Charvik, <laughs> you mean, not David Mandel. <laughs> not David Mandel. <laughs> with us live via telephone, speaking of Camp Cayley, there's a big, big, big event going on at Camp Cayley. And yet again, I thought of this early this morning. Somewhere in the 4 o'clock hour, this, this came through my mind, David. I expressed some skepticism about uh, Camp Cayley. Look what's happened. Unbelievable. I expressed some skepticism about the move to Flatbush. Look where we're at right now. Yes, I say we, because why not? Yeah, success has many mothers. And, and I expressed some skepticism about whether the community would respond to an OLOXC, an extreme challenge. After all, you know not everybody in our community is into you know these types of races, activities, etc. And look where we are up to. The fourth annual OXC, the OHEL Extreme Challenge Classic, is happening on Sunday May the 27th, Memorial Day weekend, at the beautiful site of Camp Cayley in Wurtsboro, New York. You can test your limits and run, climb, jump, crawl, and muscle your way through the extremely awesome 35-obstacle, five-mile individual, or one-and-a-half-mile family obstacle course. The dedicated co-chairs of this event are Ben Englander, Arye Jacobson, Yehuda Koenig, Morty Schwartz, and our guest, who is... Live via telephone, that's Rachel Rosenberg. Rachel, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I gotta, I gotta ask you your perspective on this. I've heard David's already in the past. Why has this grown to the point <laughs> that 750 people are ready to do this and we're, thank God, over a million dollars will be raised? How is it that an event like this, that to me does not seem a great match for our community, has become such a hit in our community? It's the perfect match for our community. It's a blast. Uh, the training, you know, the event itself is only half the fun. It's an extreme five-mile, you know, mud obstacle, but it's the training for months in advance, families, friends, teammates, colleagues at work, getting together once, twice a week and training for this event. It's just great. Pre-Pesach, post-Pesach, we're training. Yeah, I guess the week of Pesach is a challenge when it comes to the training, <laughs> but you picked it right back up after the uh, after the holiday ended. Uh, is one of the reasons, I mean, I, I think it's obvious to me and everybody, one of the reasons this is such a success is because Camp Cayley is the perfect course for it, right? 
It is. It's great. I mean, one of the new obstacles that we have is just this great water slide down one of the hills at Camp <laughs> Cayley, you know, right before you run into a pit full of mud. So the campus just works perfectly for the event. <laughs> and you have a, uh, a company that actually comes in, sets the whole thing up, supervises all of it. And it, it is remarkable. And you can see from the videos and those of you who are there in person, obviously, you'll feel it. it it's remarkable how much fun everybody is having doing it. So I guess the word has gotten out because now you're up to, am I right, that it's 750 participants at this point? That's what we're looking to get, 750 participants. Um, you know, I'm doing it with my kids, my 9-year-old, my 14-year-old. We've got companies that are coming as teams, families, friends. It's just going to be a really great event. Oh, now I see it. Yeah, you're close to 600, and you want to get, for 2018, you want to get to We're 750. For 750. Yeah, which is doable, I think. Especially now, this is the stretch run. It's doable. Uh, well, the, are you joining? <laughs> that's I knew. Malcolm, I, I, I want to see I you on the water would, slide. Yeah, I thought it would be David who would bring this up. <laughs> now you go ahead and throw me under the bus, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, over a million dollars raised. Uh, there are thousands of donors participating. Those of you who have not yet uh, donated in honor of or to sponsor one of the participants, you have an opportunity to do so. You can go to the website. We'll give all that information in just a moment. Um, uh, Rachel, who's with us, is one of the lead fundraisers for the event, in addition to being an OXC chair. And her firm, RSPC, is sponsoring the finish line at this year's event. So everybody everybody who uh, who actually finishes the course is going to be thinking of you guys, Rachel. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, Rachel's partner is one of our great friends and one of our wonderful guests, Elliot Steinmetz, who's the coach, of course, of the YU Max. He's also a supporter. And if I'm not mistaken, he's actually going to be participating that day, right? Oh, yes. Elliot does the run with his kids. And, right. you know, he's going to bring some of the YU guys with him and... Hopefully they will. Oh, boy. They get better be careful. We don't want any injuries now on the team. Everyone's <laughs> got to be extra careful. That's for sure. All right. Um, we should mention, you've made this real easy. Again, one of the reasons it's attracted so many is there's bus transportation from the city, so people don't necessarily have to do the drive themselves to the Catskills. Plus, cleanup and meals and all of that is taken care of. There. Unlike we did to Mayor Kay at the Coaster Halftime Show, where we had no cleanup ready for him after the big paint fight, you guys have all the facilities ready for people to clean up to have a great meal and then head back to the city, right? Yep, we do. I mean, we've got training in advance, free training at all the gyms and all the communities, so everyone should take advantage and start training. Oh, that's one of the things we – yeah, I didn't even emphasize that. Aside from the day itself, you're actually taking care of people in advance of the event. What do they do? What site do they go to to sign up and to get the information about all this training that's available to them? They can go on the OLOXC Classic website where we've got a list of all the gyms in every community where there's free training. I've been training at Avid Studio in Cedarhurst twice a week wow. with my kids, and it's just a lot of fun. All right, and, um, and, and there will be a real variety of different obstacles. People who like walls and slides and uh, tires and everything else, everything's going to be included, mud. right? Lots of mud. And lots of mud, of course. So, D David, did I know, does the maintenance staff up at Kaylee know that there's going to be a lot of mud there that day that's going to have to be navigated? We have um, <laughs> walls and fences, right. and uh, you go through the lake and oh uh, water. Um, there's, like Rachel says, there's lots of mud. You know, anytime you go through water, you immediately go into mud. That's why I'm concerned about the maintenance <laughs> staff. They know that things have to be shaped up for yeah, camp after we, that. That's all. Yeah, we do. We do mud after water. We don't do water after mud. I know. So. Wouldn't you think that the reverse would be more, would be more sensible? Wouldn't yeah, you think? Uh, this is not a Jewish mother type of cleanliness <laughs> event. Correct. 
Uh, and by the way, you actually have some Jewish mothers participating. Can you imagine? Not only not only are they are they not worried about the cleanliness factor, they're actually participating in the event. I think one of the fun things about the event is to see the just the different um, approaches that people take. Rachel runs with her family, with her right. kids, as she says. Then you've got some groups up there that are extremely competitive. Serious, huh? Um, they, you know, they're, they're racing against the clock. They want to finish the first, which is great. Right. We've got the first, second, third place finishers, right. medals, awards. Um, we've got um, kids and adults with disabilities running. Last year we had 76 uh, individuals with disabilities running wow. at the program. Uh, we have a weekend um, for high school juniors and seniors that Avi Weber um, is organizing also. We expect 200 juniors and seniors to spend the Shabbos up at Camp Cayley. That weekend? That weekend before the Sunday morning. Wow. Um, and um, just to get them up, there, it'll be a leadership. Yep. It'll be a leadership Shabbaton. Um, people can be in touch um, through the OHEL, OXC Classic website also up at Camp Cayley. There were so many different things going on uh, that day. It's, uh, it's, it begins with um, breakfast early on. Right. Um, you, can, you, can see the really dif- you can see the difference, Rachel, right? Between, we see between the very serious runners <laughs> who just have a, uh, energy a hel- bar? <laughs> a, an energy bar uh, to the people that have a full seven-course <laughs> breakfast before they go out and run five miles. <laughs> Rachel, is that, is, that, is that accurate to distinct groups? That, that is accurate. I, I'm not going to say what I have for breakfast. <laughs> we won't ask what group you're in. All right. Uh, Rachel Rosenberg and David Mandel are encouraging everybody. Be there at the OLOXC. It's Memorial Day Sunday, May the 27th. A uh, bunch of information here I can give you, including the website, ohelloxc.org, ohelloxc.org, that also gives you an opportunity to sponsor a runner, to sponsor a participant, ohelloxc.org. C.org. Again, a big shout out to all the chair people of the event. And they are expecting, as we said, they're at uh, almost 600 already. They're expecting over 750 people to participate of all different abilities, as uh, as David pointed out. It's all happening at Camp Cayley at their big obstacle course, which is being set up for that day. There's plenty of sponsorship opportunities. Rachel and her firm have sponsored the finish line. I'm sure there's an entire list of sponsorship opportunities for people, for your company and your firm to get involved. And, of course, you could sponsor an individual or an OHEL residence or a team. Just go online for that at OLOXC.org. There are plenty of family teams with three generations, fathers and sons, moms and sons, moms and daughters, fathers and daughters all together. And there's no excuses, it says here on my uh, on my list of information, because there's free training available in places like Brooklyn, Queens, the Five Towns, Muncie, Englewood, etc. at some really reputable places that are ready to prepare you for the OLOXC. There'll be plenty of medals and swag, as David pointed out. The food is uh, plentiful. If you want to be a volunteer, if you don't, if you're not up to the challenge, but you want to volunteer to help out and be part of that special day, you can be in touch with everybody by email OXC at OLFamily.org. OXC at ohelfamily.org. You could also dial 718-972-9338, 718-972-9338 for more information about it. And, um, and as we keep pointing out, this course is built by a professional team with plenty of mud and water, plenty of challenges, and a plenty of fun for everybody to, uh, to have that day. Uh, a lot of high schools and colleges are going to be participating like they have in the past. 
There'll be bus transportation from the five towns, from Queens and from Teaneck. And for those of you curious about some of the fun facts about this event, there'll be 35 obstacles over four, over five miles with 175-plus students from 15 different schools in the Brooklyn, five towns, Queens, Manhattan, and Teaneck areas. There'll be over 70 children and adults with disabilities from Ohel Base Ezra and Camp Cayley. And they are anticipating, as we said earlier, uh, 750 participants in the entire event. Let us continue to raise money for an amazing cause by either participating or sponsoring the Ohel OXC. And one last thing, David, this gives uh, everybody, whether they run, whether they volunteer, whether they just visit that day, an amazing opportunity to see the crown jewel that Camp Cayley is. The OXC Classic is uh, held up at Camp Cayley in Wordsboro, New York, and you get to see the entire camp. You're literally, you're literally running through the entire campus. Right. Um, and you really, it's, as you said, Nachum, aside from being a very fun day, an exhilarating day, an opportunity to have fun with your family, um, we have several companies like Rachel and her firm um, run together, uh, Ben Englander um, and his firm. He brings up um, um, a corporate team. Uh, David Brescia brings up a corporate team. We have a number of companies that bring up a corporate team. I want to talk for a second, uh, Rachel. You, you, um, twice a week, um, you and your family and your kids do a workout at a gym in the Five Towns. I remember last year when I joined you, um, one of your kids, your ten-year-old son, uh, was my partner in some of the um, exercises that we did. Um, so the OXC is six weeks from now, and uh, many of the gyms have practiced twice a week. You go twice a week. Can you talk about it a little bit? That means that people can sign up and go to a yeah, gym I mean, 12 more times. You can show up at these gyms twice a week. Sometimes have it once a week. Last night, there were about seven or eight kids under the age of 13. My 14-year-old has now signed up five of his friends from the eighth grade. Um, <laughs> they're all coming together, and we practice doing the monkey bars in a local park. We'll crawl on the ground, carry each other on our backs. I'm not sure if my nine-year-old put David on his back or David had my nine-year-old on his back, but it's really a lot of fun. And the training is really, you know, what um, makes this event amazing because it's not just one day. I never even thought of that, that the advanced stuff, you know, makes it so much more extra special. That's cool. It's not just Sunday Memorial Day weekend. It, yep. It's a whole family experience that builds up to it. That's right. Um, OXC Memorial Day Sunday. Everybody participate. They have the five miles, the one and a half miles, and uh, for me, they're creating the point one miles, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> right, David? That's the You've given special instructions to the Camp Cayley staff. Point one miles. Jack Chaffer and Jay Kestenbaum yeah. uh, come up every single year. Are they also into the point one? The volunteers, <laughs> they're into the point one, and they come up with these crisp, clean, white shirts. <laughs> that don't get dirty. They stay at the finish line, and we make sure anyone with a white shirt at the finish line gets to feel the uh, mud. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm glad you warned me. <laughs> Now I know I got to stay away. I'm very glad you gave me fair warning. All right, uh, it's all happening on the 27th. Ohelox.org. It seems like more and more people every single day are signing up. Be one of them. And as we always like to point out, because uh, the Ohel is the community's organization, it's something that uh, uh, that David and uh, and uh, the entire staff, Mike Hellman, 
Mel Zachter, everybody, have always emphasized it is a community effort, and thousands of people are among the donors. If you can't be there on the 27th, sponsor part of the race, or go to the website and sponsor a runner or a team and be part of it. Go to ohelloxc.org, ohelloxc.org. Rachel, thanks so much. Best regards to all of the uh, all the co-chairs. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing event, and uh, more and more people are going to be signing up between now and Memorial Day. That's what we're looking for. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. And Kolek, a vote to you, and best regards to Elliot. Uh, David, yes? I would just like to end um, with with one note. I'd like to speak to the uh, families who have a child with a disability, a son or daughter, brother, sister with a disability. We're constantly striving to uh, create more inclusion, more more concepts, more ideas in which people with disabilities become part of the community and feel as part of the community as much as possible. OXC is an exciting event like Rachel and Achim just spoke about. It's, it's a sports event. It's, it can be competitive. It's not competitive. But the main point is that for those who have a child with a disability, take a look at this. Come up for the day. See what's going on. People at any level can participate, a nine-year-old and a 70-year-old, an individual who's very athletic, an individual who's not at all. You can participate in any part of the day. It's an opportunity um, to, to be involved in some way. It's a really, really great fun day that virtually anyone who comes up can enjoy, can feel equal in many different levels. Take advantage of the opportunity. Come and learn about it. We welcome any individual to come up and spend the day. Whether you run the course, you join us for a meal, or you just sit in the sun and have a beautiful, fun, warm day. Would you would you humor me, please, and agree with me that you also can't believe that it's gotten to this point where so many people are participating? Nachamit, you know, it, it's... Um, it's um, we like to do things that we do well, that we're familiar with and nobody else is doing and um th- this is this is really this is really taken off it's unbelievable um and um it it really is a great equalizer yeah. um so everyone come up <laughs> and and um Rachel and I can both speak about it I'm happy to say that all 3 years the first 3 years I've run the course I've participated I'm not just recommending things to other people um you want to set by example, Nachum? What time will you be up there running the course that Sunday morning? You, you do the five miles? I did the five miles, you yes. You did the five miles? Yes, yes. You went over yes. the wall or around the wall? I went over the wall. You went the over wall. the wall? Nachum, I am... You're Rachel? Like a, you're like a real athlete. Rachel, could you is be she, insulted for me, please, with these is questions? Ra- is Rachel still there? Rachel, are you still I'm there? I'm still here. Is he serious when he says he went over instead of yes, around? I, and, and, you know, they have a low wall, a medium wall, a high wall. If it doesn't shy away. The low is the one I would go for, frankly. <laughs> I might be able to step right over it. The low wall is only six feet, Nachum. It's shorter than you, I so please. I should be able to do that one. I should be able to do that one. I'm not, I'm not fully confident, frankly, but I should be able to do that one. <laughs> Rachel, you think Chad can get Nachum on his shoulders and throw him over? <laughs> we can arrange that. Rachel, do you have a clue who, you, how old your oldest participant is? <laughs> I'm serious. Do you have any idea how old the oldest participant is? I do not. I David, wonder. Do you? you have any clue how old the oldest participant is? I know that we're training with, uh, in my group at the training, there are definitely 
people that are training that are over 60, over 65 that have been training with us, um, people with health issues, and they are training and are going to do the event. All right. There you have it. I bet you will find somebody over 70 there that Sunday. I just have a feeling people don't like to be excluded. They want to uh, make sure people realize they can participate in events like this. No, Everybody's Nacha. included here. Yeah. Nacha Memorial Day Sunday. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to start the race. You're the official starter of the race. Why didn't I make the Bar Mitzvah Memorial Day Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so much easier. <laughs> Bad planning on my part, Mr. Mandel. <laughs> Nachum, 8 a.m. is the first race, Nachum. 8 o'clock Eastern Time. 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, 8 a.m. O- over by when? If I drive, I could, I could be finished by what time? What time? Yeah. You- what time could I be finished by? Like running people, the race? People start, well, sho- you? The people start showering around when? Like around what time do people start? Well, people you know? start showering at, at uh, 9.15, but if you start at 8 o'clock, you should finish the race by 3 p.m. Nachum. By 3 o'clock, okay. <laughs> so sometime midday, I'll be completed. I'll be finished with the big OLOXC. Oh, boy, what a challenge, I'll we'll tell you. We'll drag you through the last mud. You may have to, frankly. Once, that, once I'm over that first wall, you're going to have to drag me through the rest of it. That's how we're... But you have those golf carts. Attach me to one of those golf carts, <laughs> and, and we can do it that way, David. Uh, Rachel, By the way, Rachel, another you question and, you for and Rachel. Chad. Nachum, is, Nachum is your responsibility, Another Rachel. question for Rachel. <laughs> no are, are all your co-chairs doing the five miles? Or you don't know? I believe so. In the past, they've all participated in the past year, so we'll ben, see. Ben ran the five he miles. The Morty five? ran the five <gasps> miles. Yehuda ran. Um, Arya yes, ran the five miles. It. Wow. Um, and 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 sure, He's um, a serious guy. Yehuda did with his son. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm going to be completely embarrassed. I must. I have a conflict that yes, day. Yes, you will. I definitely have a conflict that day. We have, I'm going to be creating a conflict that day later today. All right, Rachel, thank you. Thank you to Rachel. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you to David Mandel. OLOXE, we can't emphasize it enough. David claims everybody can participate, and I have a feeling he's right. The only one I'm arguing about is me. Otherwise, it seems everybody can participate on Sunday, May 27th. Go to the website, OLOXE.org. Um, someone wants to visit the new Jaffa campus. What should they do? Not do? People don't walk in yet. What should what should people know about it? Absolutely, we we would love for people to visit. Uh, please be in touch with uh, Derek Saker uh, either on our website or the OHL office. And we would love to show groups, uh, community groups, uh, Rabbanim, community leaders, elected officials, um, and we will be planning um, an open house. Um, shortly for the community-wide reception. Because I said to you at the beginning of this conversation, I saw it a couple of months ago. I'm sure it's even more beautiful now, but seeing it is just, I mean. Yeah, yeah it's really, it's, it's, it, really is, it really is exciting. Not because it's, um, you know, we describe it as a campus. It's, it's not because it's a building. It's not a building. It is a campus, but because of what's going on in there. Right. Um, it, it's um, all, all the work, the exciting work, the good work, how OHEL, literally, this isn't a commercial, how OHEL literally changes the lives of thousands of people every single day. Yep. Um, it's extremely important, meaningful, good quality work. And um, this campus will not only bring people in, our goal, our plan is to be a, a community center for the community in which we will invite uh, community programs to use our space. Uh, we will be a center for for the community, not just for the immediate community in which we're in around um, Flatbush, but anywhere that we can serve. Um, and over the coming years, 
decades. Um, we really hope to be um, a center. We are a center of excellence, and we look forward to continuing to be a center of excellence. And um, just by one small example, the Mellon Phyllis Actor Training Institute right. will continue to provide um, top quality training for mental health professionals, for parents, for the community. And by the way, I remind everyone that all those programs had to take place in Manhattan in the past. Now you have a facility where it's going to be under your roof. Right. Which is very right. cool. And I right. saw that area, and it's really nice. All right, David, thank, thank you. Thank you very you. much, Nachum. A pleasure. David Mendel, he is the CEO of OHEL, of course. Brand new Jaffa campus, ohelox.org for the event on the 27th of May. And uh, tomorrow, I remind you, is Yom Karon here at JM and the AM. Mayor Weingarten is going to be hosting. I remind you that on Thursday... Seven hours for 70 years, a seven-hour Yom Hatzmut live special with us and some very special guests between 6 a.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern time right here uh, during and after JM in the a.m.
J.M. in the A.M. with uh, Mia Deer, done by A.K.A. Pella. Tuesday morning. Tomorrow is Yom Zikaron, Israel Memorial Day. It starts in Israel in a couple of hours, in fact. Yom Atzimut, Israel Independence Day, is on um, Thursday. Join us for the seven hours, 70 years, Yom Atzimut, Israel Independence Day special. 6 a.m. until 1 p.m. this coming Thursday. Um... Join us for what's going to be a, an amazing gathering. Mayor Weingarten will be here. Our live lunch crew will be in between 11 and 1. We've preempted all of our other programming in order to continue the celebration on Thursday. So seven hours for 70 years, 6 a.m. till 1 p.m. coming up this coming Thursday on the Nahum Siegel Network. Those of you who'd like to uh, donate and continue to support JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, uh, even though we're not on our in our formal um, fundraising mode yet, your contributions are always welcome, especially in honor and memory of somebody on Yom Hazikaron or Yom Atzimut. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. Ezra Leitner, happy birthday to you from uh, your parents, siblings, etc. Ezra Leitner, back on Parsha Shmini, celebrating a birthday. We say happy birthday from all of us. At JM and the AM. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network. And of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a, a Tuesday for us here at JM and the AM. Tomorrow, Yom HaZikaron with Mayor Weingarten. Thursday, Yom HaTzmut with us for seven straight hours starting at 6 a.m. Yom Hatzmud, Israel 70. Seven hours for 70 years. Join us Thursday. Have a fabulous day until tomorrow. Nachum Segal reminding you. Tomorrow for Mayor Weingarten on Israel Memorial Day. Uh, me, I'll be back here on Thursday. Nachum Segal reminding you. Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.